We got a four box of goodness on Bad Signal Live from week two of the NFL preseason. What is up, everyone? I hope you caught my latest Bad Signal with J.P. Finley. I just dropped that, but this is kind of a part two because we got to give you some picks. Sponsored by Better Edge, betteredge.com slash Courtney. It's my show, so I'm dropping my code. What's up, everyone? We got a, uh, a round table of goodness. The good people from Five Reason Sports, Tony Schwartz and the coach. Sean Rochester. And of course, we got Stevie Content. Stevie Content, very confused and very in depth in all of these numbers that he's got on the screen here. We got a ton of games to break down. Let's just start with the hellos. What's up? How's your week? Go counterclockwise here. Steve, you're up first. I'm good. I'm glad to be back on. Uh, just got off some Parlay Friday, and um, now we're doing show number two of the day, so I'm pumped, ready to go. I was talking baseball all morning, and now we got preseason football, so I'm, I'm psyched. Let's do it. Coach Rochester, are you still, like, really big with the Major League Baseball bets because we had a little thing going? Okay, yeah, <laughs> so you've, you've done what I've done, and I've basically quit the entire time on all of my baseball bets. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm yeah. saving it until I, I gotta I gotta build the bank. You gotta build the bank with better edge. Yeah, back to free preseason football, WNBA, but yeah, MLB's dead to me. I haven't I haven't watched games. I'm just betting on stuff I'm not even watching. So it's good <laughs> to be done with that. Wipe our hands clean and move on. Yeah, exactly. Tony Schwartz, how you doing? Man, I am currently unemployed, so I'm living the best <laughs> life right now. I'm outside grilling every day, tanning. Life is great. Ugh. Life is great. That's what you do, Florida, in the summer, just when it doesn't rain. You Absolutely. Just gotta... That's raining every day now. Uh, yeah, so it's been, a l- it's been a little cloudy. Well, guys, let's get started with some of this stuff. I don't. Does anyone have any Deshaun Watson um, thoughts? Um, I don't know how someone can be remorseful and innocent at the same time. Um, I know Steve had some thoughts, and he said that he thinks that the NFL went pretty light with the 11-game suspension. I don't think the Browns make the playoffs at this point. But the six-game suspension, it was looking at a schedule. It was extremely light. Then you've got the Bills and the Chiefs now that he's going to be out of the game. It's going to be, um, you know, Jacoby Brissett. Listen, I'm a big Jacoby Brissett guy. Brisket. That was my uh, my third string quarterback with the New England Patriots back in 2016, but mm-hmm. um, I, I'm 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 fearful of what the uh, Cleveland Browns have done. Although Jimmy Haslam in a press conference yesterday said that if he could do it all over again, he would. I think he's trying to save face. Um, does not matter. 24 accusations against him. Um, whether or not I don't I don't even want to get into the details of, um, you know, what people are saying, uh, whether he was aroused or not, or he was, you know, it was innocence. It was an innocent massage. Steve, um, what are your thoughts on the aftermath of this uh, groundbreaking decision from the NFL? I'm just glad that we got this out of the way because he's been suspended for the past year. This has been ongoing for the last 18 months. Yeah, it has been, but I still, I mean, 11 games, you're basically like, basically the league's like, yeah, we know you did something wrong. But that's yeah. okay. So, like, you can still play this year, but we're just going to make it 11 games instead of six. It's just – to me, it's nonsense. Uh, that's what I think. That's how I feel about it. Like, clearly he did something he shouldn't have done, and he still gets to play. So, it's it's nonsense to me. Yeah. I have well, quite a few friends know. that are – oops, sorry. I have quite right. a few friends that are Cleveland fans, and it's interesting to look at it that, that angle of it. You know, having that fandom that makes you almost – in some ways blind to what happened. Like you're almost ignoring it. Like 
how how strong is fandom to sports that you can overlook something like that? That if it was anyone else in the world besides your starting quarterback, you would think, wow, that's disgusting. And uh, it's it's you know having conversations with them, it's crazy to hear some of the things that they say just because it's your starting quarterback. Uh, it's, it's, that's sports, I guess, though, right? You know, me and Sean, uh, when the Eagles were kind of checking in on Deshaun Watson, were jokingly having a conversation. But I was like, I don't know if I. I would be an Eagles fan this year. I might just swap up and be a Dolphins fan uh, if we picked Watson. Uh, so it, it's it's really difficult. The the verbiage that Sue Robinson, who was a U.S. Um, district attorney, right? She was the head on the panel. She used predatory. Uh, that he's he's definitely guilty of predatory behavior um, towards these women. And when you suspend a player, you're basically admitting like, hey, uh, we know that there was unsavory action done, and you know we're we're gonna try and uh, sentence you to something right Mm -hmm. so admitting that there was unsavory action and that unsavory action was predatory behavior to women um the fact that you're playing football at all this year seems kind of weird to me i I, i'm not understanding that line Uh, i know you can't just bar him from the league forever just because of the kind of money his name brings in but um is is 11 games enough like i i can't answer that question but i know calvin ridley got suspended the year for betting some bucks on himself so yeah ah i just i the only thing that i can think about right now is the fact that jimmy garoppolo is still in play here. <laughs> uh, whether or not this happens i mean you gotta be stupid to sit here and think oh well maybe jimmy garoppolo you've been thinking about this for the last six months okay yep. jimmy garoppolo a trade from the 49ers to the cleveland browns is still in play um if the browns have any shot or want any shot at the postseason or their future <laughs> and beyond i don't know i mean i don't know how much it's going to take for them to pick him up but um it just it's interesting it's an interesting play to see what goes on in the next couple of weeks I think it's just absolutely sick when watching some of these um, Browns playoff or, I mean, preseason scrimmages and, you know, all the fans that are scrambling for Deshaun Watson uh, uh, signatures during play. It's just, it's, it's offensive. Um, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't be asking him for pre- for anything um, for signatures and, and whatnot and experiencing their fandom for Browns. But uh, yeah, I do feel for Browns fans, but, now that we but, got that out of the way, yeah, Brown. Well, what, last, yeah, thing, Brown. last thing I'm going to say yeah. about this. The Browns also are sleazy just on top of it. Because if you look at the way his contract is structured, he's only make he was only slated to make $1 million this year because they knew there was a chance of him not being able to play. And all that money comes in starting next year. So they knew there was a possibility of this. They made the trade anyway. It's just, it's complete nonsense. And that's the last thing I will say. And we can leave it at that. Okay. All right. Let's move on to you guys ready to make some picks for week two preseason. Let's go. Um, As always, if you're watching this on YouTube and on Twitter, we do have a special QR code. It is over Tony's Mm. left shoulder. Mm, There we go. I did it. QR code. Listen, we're going to, we're, we're going to be blasting that out. We want to get you guys on the platform. Better edge. Uh, They won the sports betting um rising star of the year award listen we're all better edge people so uh, i gotta get my i gotta get my code more than 10 bucks though i know i know we gotta we gotta up the codes if Mm. they're gonna be they're gonna be having more investor money listen like we we need to we need to pump out the bets (laughs) um but we got three games on the slate tonight interesting fact before we dive into week two 
is that nine games um, on these, excuse me. Yeah, nine games to start week two had overs of over 40 points. Um, of course, everyone, the big story from week one was that the overs just cleaned house, 14 and three. Yep. Um, and there was a five to six point swing at the start of this week to now um, with all of these games coming through. And now there's only four games that are totaling over 40 points. So you see that Vegas is making the adjustment. Um, a lot of this, I think, has to do with the joint practices. And you'll see this continually over the next following week as well. A lot of these coaches love joint practices. They love live action, whether or not they're wearing a red, you know, non-contact jersey. Um, these guys are getting live looks um, and and keeping it safe. And, you know, the, the risk of playing some of your starters in the preseason. Um, they're going to be tempering expectations, some teams more than others. Um, but we will get into a lot of that and what we expect for our predictions for week two um, coming up starting tonight. We got three games, Panthers. Patriots, Saints and Packers, and then we got the Texans and the Rams. And interestingly enough, um, Houston is a two and a half point favorite over there. Uh, but mm -hmm. we'll get to that game in a second. The first thing I want to talk about is the Patriots being a six point favorite. Uh, the over under is 39 and a half. They are one of the teams that have had joint practices. Um, I don't expect Mac Jones to get a lot of action. We saw none, none of Mac Jones last week. And we saw a lot of uh, Brian Hoyer and then, of course, the rookie Bailey Zapp, who played the majority of the second half. I had the under on that game. I was certified that that thing was not going to go over, and it did um, a lot of points late in that game. But I just, just judging from how things work and how intense joint practices are between football guys and Matt Rule and Bill Belichick, um, it seems to be using like that kind of same uh, mentality that defense is first. I don't expect a lot of points in this game. I can't pick either side. Listen, I'm not, like the, the Panthers. They were pretty good last week against the commanders. They, uh, were 11 and 19 on third down. I believe you couldn't get these guys off the field. Baker Mayfield. They got a, they got a stacked quarterback room, uh, with PJ Walker and Matt Corral, and Sam Darnold. So um, I'm going to lean towards the Panthers on this one, even if I just take them with the points, Panthers plus six, and I'm going to go with the under. Steve. Um, I would Panthers on this one. Um, I would take the, the points. I would take a little bit on the money line, and it's for a reason that you mentioned. They have a stack quarterback, and all of those quarterbacks are going to play. So when you start yep. getting down to like – Darnold and you start getting down to PJ Walker, those two guys are better than anybody else that the, that the Patriots are going to be throwing out there. So the, to me, that's going to be the difference. So I love them with the points. I would do money line as well. That's, that's how I feel on that one. Okay. Coach, what do you think? Yeah. I also had in my notes about the quarterback room and you know, the opportunity, because really that's what you're looking at in the preseason is what are these coaches planning on doing? Are they playing guys one series and sitting them? Those are the teams you want to go against. It's still a little bit of a crapshoot. You just don't know about these third-string guys and all these late touchdowns and things like that. But uh, I agree. I had under. I had Panthers. The line's moving. I was looking at my notes earlier. They were at four and a half. It looks like it's six and a half right now some places. Mm. I mean, it's these lines are moving all over the place. So I think I would go money line, Panthers, and then the under. Okay. Tony, do we, are we all agreeance here? I feel like we should all just like genuinely shake our hands. Yeah, we are. A traditionalism in NFL preseason 
football, if that's even a thing, is kind of dead right now. You really just have to kind of look at who's playing quarterback in the third and the fourth quarter and go with that because betting traditional over and under doesn't seem to really be working. There, it's not just four guys in the room. A lot of them guys are competing for for uh, draft or uh, depth, right? Like yeah, so many yeah. quarterbacks and in that, that room are actually yeah. playing football. Yeah. I mean, listen, the Browns should call um... – so they should call up. How ironic would that be if they traded Baker Mayfield and then they were like, "Hey, let's pick up uh, Malik Willis or Matt Corral." I know M- Malik Willis plays doesn't play for uh, for the Panthers, but like one of these really good young quarterbacks of the rookies. Uh, let's move on. The next game, interesting, interesting game. Saints at the Packers. Uh, Green Bay is a three point favorite. They also had joint practices up there. Listen. I'm going to go with the contrarian pick here. I'm going to go uh, double underdog on this one. Green Bay is two and six in preseason. Um, mm-hmm. And they've lost by an average of 7.4 points each time. They're missing David Bakhtiari, Elton Jensen, Jenkins, excuse me, on their offensive line. Uh, Jordan Love, I had a lot of faith in them last week. They lost against the 49ers um, against that nasty Saints defense. I'm going to go uh, Saints plus three. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go Saints on the money line. Okay. I'm not even gonna take the points. I'm just like I'm just gonna take the money line. That's better better value. So let's let's do it. Okay. And I'm just looking right now on better edge. You can still get the plus three. A lot Ooh. of other places, it's only two and a half key number there. So your advantage on better edge. A lot of times, I know you guys know this. You look on better edge, you can still get good lines. So I would go. I'm gonna go plus three and the money line. I agree with what you guys have said. Yeah, absolutely going plus three on that one. <laughs> absolutely. Green Bay is so shaky right now, too. And But Green Bay every preseason, it just feels like Aaron Rodgers has to build up this confidence in every offensive wide receiver he gets year in, year out. And they're, but they're not there yet, man. Saints plus three. I, I might even take that if it was a little higher, but I love that number. Okay. Um, last game of tonight starts at 10 o'clock. I mean, listen, Friday night, let's stretch it out. Let's drink some wine. Uh, you know, get that late game West coast game going. Steve, it's just like your, it's your perfect baseball meets NFL. You know, it's like the chance to go see the, uh, the West coast teams at a West coast time. That's it. Except we don't watch the angels or the A's. So (laughs) No, we definitely don't. Well, the uh, the Texans and the Rams, Houston's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think this is an interesting one. First of all, um, I've said this before. I'm on the Bad Signal podcast, if you've heard. I really think that Matthew Stafford is in trouble. I think he's going to be missing more than a few games this season just because he is dealing with that elbow soreness. That sounds to me more like he's headed under the knife for Tommy John or whatever is is ailing him. Um, we know what a what a tough quarterback that he is, but um, most definitely he's probably not going to be playing in this game. I just think that Houston has a lot of positional players that are going to be playing for spaces um, on that roster. Um, I think that I think that it's going to be less of those those flashy starters for the Rams and more for Houston. So um, I'm going to go with Houston minus two and a half. Well, there's a reason they're favored, right? Yeah, I mean the the preseason. I mean, like, listen, I'm, I'm not trying to play Captain Obvious here. Yeah, the, you know, the I, preseason. I yeah. The the preseason means way more to the Texans than it does to the the mm-hmm. defending Super Bowl champs. Yeah. So I, I'm looking on Better Edge right now. Like the spread, it's minus two and it's plus one ten, which is great. And then the the money line's minus one fifteen. So either of those, 
probably just take both of those to be mm-hmm. honest with you because I, I just yeah like it's easy yeah okay pretty simple Texans minus two you get that plus number on the on the juice and that's the team that got rid of Deshaun Watson so they've cleared themselves of that claw you know cloud of mess that's the advantage here this week two in the preseason it's the fairy dust that's right that's right that's it you absolutely are hammering hammering Houston's money line right now. There's there's two traditional things that still work, actually. I lied, all right? Whatever team Green Bay's playing, you bet their, their money line, all right? Whatever team the Rams are playing in preseason, bet their money line. McVay always sits starters and key contributors. Houston has a ton, like Courtney said, a ton of positional battles happening right now. Pound it. All right. Well, there's a, uh, a mega slate of games that are going on on Saturday. We got three games on Sunday. We got a Monday night game. Um, I'm going to let you guys go through and pick uh, a game of your choice because I don't really mm-hmm. feel like we need to go through all of these games. I mean, obviously, it's pertinent to the situation that we're podcasting on a Friday. So we got your Friday slate. Um, the first one that I'm going to go with and I'm going to start and then we'll continue counterclockwise like our usual little system here. Um, Commanders and Chiefs. Kansas City is a five-point favorite. I would grab that line right now. Uh, the over-under the highest of the week at 44. My buddy J.P. Finley, who was just on the podcast that I dropped earlier today, previewing the NFC East, he covers the Commanders. He is really locked in over there down in Washington, down in the DMV. Um, he tweeted out and he said that Patrick Mahomes is going to be playing the majority of this preseason game for the Chiefs. He will not be playing the following week. Uh, the commanders have major, major issues on their defense. We talked about their issues getting the Panthers off the field last week. Um, I just think that it's not going to get any better. Chase Young is at least two months away, torn ACL. I mean, we were talking on the pod that you can't really expect him to come back into full form until Halloween. That being said, I know he's a defensive end, but a lot of the linebackers didn't really get on the field last week as well. Um, they played who they can. They uh, really struggled to control the middle of the field. I would I would hammer Kansas City on this game and the over at 44. I would take that risk, especially just with the Chiefs. Miko um, Hardman went down in practice the other day. Um, luckily, he is okay. I know they carted him off, but I think that he just had some sort of a lateral sprain in his knee. So for fantasy purposes, for everyone with the Chiefs, um, he is okay, but definitely won't be playing. So um, that's kind of my pick for Saturday is um, Kansas City money line. I mean, if you want to take their money line at like probably like minus 380 at this point, but, um, you know, probably get better value on better edge at, uh, with the points at minus five. All right. Um, I have a question before I make my pick. Yeah. Am I allowed to, I'm, am I allowed to be in the Raiders and Dolphins game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I'm going with the Raiders because oh, I, okay. their money. All right. So they're plus 110 at minus one and a half. But here's my reasoning. My reasoning is very simple. Their starters are going to play most of this game. This is their third preseason game. Carr didn't play last week. Maybe he doesn't play, but I feel like most of their starters are going to play most of this game because yeah. it's the third game. It's only a Dolphins' second game. The spread's only a point. Dolphins are like plus 100 here, but I'm going all over the Raiders. I'll take the minus one and a half at plus 110 solely because. This, the third game is when the starters get ready for the season for the most part. Like they, the starters, even the Hall of Fame game, they didn't really play. It was that early yeah, yeah. slate. 
thing, the whatever it was like the first week in August. But yeah. this in this situation, like preseason games are a crapshoot, right? If you're trying to bet on them, you just got to look at the little things like this. In this case, the starters are just going to play longer. So I'm taking the Raiders here. That's the game I'm looking at for the for the whole weekend slate there. OK, you're a big Jared Stidham fan. Huge Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham, <laughs> Jared Stidham fan right there. All right. I might have to look at uh at the props and see if I can hammer a uh a touchdown for him. Coach, what do you got? So I shared this before. Um I think I got this from Sean Corner. Totals of 40 points or more in the preseason. Um since 2018, 65% to the under. And you talked about that trend of some of these, you know, these totals going from in the 30s now up to the 40s. Now they're going down. There's still four left. Dolphins, Raiders, Broncos, Bills. Uh, we talked about the Panthers, Patriots, Steelers, and Jags. You've talked to me out of Commanders and Chiefs now, so I'm crossing that one <laughs> off the list. Okay. Courtney's got the inside info, so that's the fifth one if you would count that one. I'm going with those. Okay, but here's my play. I'm going with the Cardinals plus five and a half okay. and the Cardinals money line, which goes against everything that you've heard because the Ravens haven't lost a preseason game since right around World War I. <laughs> but here's the, here's the thing that people aren't thinking about. Trace McSorley is now on the Cardinals. Kyler Murray is not going to play a lot. Trace McSorley used to play for the Ravens. It's a revenge game for Trace McSorley. Pound the Cardinals. That's my, that's my play right there. And you know what is even better and like totally goes with what you, exactly what you were saying. If there is any coach in the NFL that wants to beat the Ravens 21 game win streak and just put them to bed, it's the confident Cliff Kingsbury. This wants to put his feet up and walk in that room and say, Hey, I put that record to bed. <laughs> you know, we're already off to a good start. Just put one win in the win column for our Arizona Cardinals. And you think Lamar Jackson's playing two series without an extension? No. Not a chance. Not a chance. No. Nope. Trace McSorley MVP. Okay. Okay. Tony, what do you got? I did disconnect there for a second. Did you call okay. me? Okay. Nope. We got you. We got you back. Okay. All right. Chargers might be the deepest team in football. All right. Okay. Yeah. I I think they are. The Cowboys tonight. All right. I like I like it, Steve. I, I'm pounding the under on this Chargers Cowboy game. All right? okay. This is one of the few games this week with a 36 that I I 36 and a half, I think, was the line when I saw it last. I'm still pounding the under. Two two reasons. Dallas is 0-6 against the spread in August. So just traditionally, uh, Dallas hasn't put up points in the preseason, especially in the first two weeks of the preseason. All right. But then on the other side of it, the Chargers are a contending team right now. I don't know how many key contributors we see from them, but I think they can still put up enough points to get us in that 21, 27 point margin. And I don't really see the Cowboys giving us more than 10 or 14 tonight. Um, the Chargers are still extremely deep at those three and fourth depth chart positions, but not, not going to give me enough points for me to, to shy away from that under. Even though it's not a really high total, I still think that game is, is going to be a low score. I, I, I love that under tonight. Okay. I love it. I got a couple wild card plays as well. I'm taking the Titans minus three. No Tom Brady with the Bucks. The hype is real with Malik Willis, whether or not he plays or whether or not Tannehill plays in this game. Um, I do like the Titans. And also, there's a lot of hype that's coming out of Steelers camp, man. Tons. Uh, Mike Tomlin is also 13 and four straight up in the last few seasons of preseason games. I mean, what he's been in the league, he's been coaching for the, for the Steelers for about 10 years. Uh, Doug Peterson, two and nine. 
And uh, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback controversy that's going on down there, I, I think it's going to be competitive. And, and I like the Steelers. Yeah, tons of hype for them. And it's going to mean nothing in the regular season. Oh, it's I'm glad be- fans are exciting. I'm really glad fans are excited. I think Kenny Pickett's going to not be good. But that's, I mean, that's, that's just besides the point. Uh, Steve, can you explain why your Giants are favorites over the Bengals? Probably because... <laughs> Probably because the Bengals aren't going to play anybody, Sick. and the yeah. Giants and the Giants are going to have to play their guy. Like like Kenny Galladay has to play because he doesn't play in the regular season. I you know so. what I I will I will say this with uh, Lewis Riddick as my witness when he signed that mega seventy year deal. Sorry, sorry, seventy million dollar deal with the Giants. I said this is going to be the biggest mistake that the Giants have ever made, and he is a massive disappointment. The receiver room last year awful. had no – the whole receiver room he didn't is, have no, a touchdown. Doesn't have the commitment, can't stay healthy. I, I As an I, Eagles fan, I personally loved you guys last season. It was it, one of my favorite experiences of my life. They're a train wreck. Although I do th- – last season was a train wreck. The the <laughs> kneeling on third and nine from the nine, that was brutal. But I, I do like Dable. I like Shane. Um, this just isn't the year to do anything though. Like they're doing, they're doing it the way I wanted them to do it. Yeah. Keep Daniel Jones, be terrible. And then go get one of these quarterbacks in the draft. Like be like one in 16, just please. Yeah, Chicago bears esque, very Chicago yeah. bears. Right. Yeah. Even though they, they, they handed the Seahawks a beat down last night. 27, 11. I mean, we oh, talked they're... Browns. We talked Browns earlier with the Watson thing. What do you think they do? Because they're plus three. Were they going to give Brissett a good run? Cause that would be, one of those games where you kind of have an advantage because of who they're going to play. I know they're playing the Eagles, uh, yeah. Tony's team. The Browns also have a receiver named Anthony Schwartz. So just to throw they that do. out there, that, that <laughs> could be. They could be. I get, I get tweeted at a lot. They tag me by a lot. Oh no! Wow. Oh no! I hope I hope that they don't curse you out. You know, I mean, just wait until <laughs> until Anthony Schwartz starts dropping balls on Sunday and mm-hmm. losing people fantasy money. Um, yeah. But anyways, I mean, listen, I think. Man, I mean, I'm kind of going to use like a Steve analogy here because he really like really taught me in Major League Baseball. When I'm looking at this um, Philly favored by three with the over under at 36, I feel like I would hammer the under in this game. Mm -hmm. The analogy that I was going to explain is the fact that, um, you know, when he and Peter, the Sheffield shuffler, would talk about over unders in baseball. And if it got as low as seven, then you have to take the under because they're telling you something right there. Um, I feel like I haven't really gotten a, a, a real gist of what the Eagles have done this year. Jacoby Brissett, I mean, he's he's a capable key capable quarterback, but you also have to think who I don't know who else is in that quarterback room. But if he's going to be your starting quarterback for the season, I I wouldn't think that he would be playing a lot in this preseason game. Not yeah. a lot of points. I know they got that double, you know that uh, that two headed monster with Nick Chubb um, and um, who's the other running back for the Browns. Nick Kareem. Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Um, I would say that you know they're going to be playing a lot of um, a lot of their reserves. So I, I feel like I'm looking at this line. I'm going to pass on either the the points or the uh, the money line. I'm just going to take the under. The Browns have Josh Dobbs and Josh Rosen in the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Josh Rosen is Josh Dobbs Rosen ever going to get a chance? In the <laughs> I think he's just going to be like the 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 traveling traveling one man terrible quarterback. Man. This is his he, best chance. Go now. It really is. It really is his best shot right here. Poor guy. Used to have... Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, didn't they used to have the, what's the guy's name? Garrett Gilbert or Gilbert Grape, whatever his name is on the, oh, on the Browns. Uh, <laughs> Gilbert, what's he eating? Gilbert Grape? Yeah. My, he, he... my favorite Go. internet meme of all time is just a woman who wore the Browns jersey where she just taped all the Browns starting quarterbacks oh, for the yeah. last like 15 years. I love that. But look, you pound you pound the under on any Eagles game this season. They are really committed to um, joint practices this year. They see themselves as, as a player uh, in the playoffs. So they're resting a lot of guys. They're playing them in the joint practices. They're not playing them in the games. And to be honest with you, Reed Senate and Carson Strong are not great backup options at quarterback, and they're going to get a lot of the play after Gardner Minshew showed you. He's kind of still there at that backup quarterback level. I don't think they need to see him for a long time, especially if the reps he's getting. So I would hammer that under too. Okay. Do we have any final thoughts? Is anyone going to place a bet um, with the Jets and the Falcons on Monday night? Oh God! I'm over. I'm over the Jets. Listen, I mean, I'm like what? The Jets Zach, Wilson, Zach Wilson, you know, is a sensitive lamb. He's like a glass house. He he escaped a major, major, major injury, and he what he had meniscus surgery. Should be ready for week one. But um, yeah, I kind of I I was even I was even tempted to take the the Jets in the division. That was like a kind of like semi considering hot take. I'm out. I'm out on the Jets. I'm taking the Jets Monday night though. The okay. Jets, the preseason, the, the the preseason is the Jets Super Bowl. Like they go four and oh, three and one every year. Even last week, yeah. they were down 14, nothing. They come <laughs> back, they win the game. Like they, this is just what they do. They only have the preseason. They have nothing else. So yeah, funny line Jets. Mostly. I was there last week for that yeah. game in Philly. Yeah. It was the most exciting comeback I've ever seen in football history. <laughs> Joe Flacco, Mike White. I don't know who else. It was great. It was it was amazing. The best August fo- best August football game I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god! Wow, that is high praise. Certainly high praise, gentlemen. This was a lot of fun, and it was jam packed. Listen, for everyone that wants to place a bet, you go to Better Edge. You go to the little QR code that's over Tony's shoulder right here, and you sign up for Better Edge. Um, we can now um, agree to to copy and to fade. There is now the fade button. So if Love I place it. my bet and I say, all right, Panthers money line, or Steve says he's going to place Panthers money line, I'm just going to automatically copy that bet right on my timeline. And it's just going to place my money right there. And um, if you want to fade me, like if you wanted to fade me last last Friday, I mean, my bets were terrible. I, it was, you know, it was a perfect week to get back on TikTok because all the people were like, yikes, you are terrible. And I was like, thanks. The just, tick, get my, the- just, get, just get them views up. That's the all TikTokers only comment on the losses. They don't they comment, only comment on the losses. Oh my God. But dumpster fire. The, the first fade Fallon video that I did, I was talking about Jamison Tyone and how terrible he is. I still hate Jamison Tyone and the New York Yankees. And, um, and I got, I think maybe 50, no, not 50, 15 to 20 comments um, telling me about how terrible of a human I was. Cause I um, made fun of the Yankees. Negative ROI is the best way to drive interaction. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to waste all my money and just boost all of my socials. So true. All right, gentlemen. Well, this was fun. Thank you very much. Go check out the Bad Signal podcast and go listen to a bunch of the other um, interviews that we have. I'm going to do kind of like a uh, a recap for everyone once we complete all of the divisions. Um, and I'll just give you some cliff notes on, on what my insiders have said about certain teams, certain players that you want to pick out in fantasy um and certain things and trends to watch for so gentlemen thank you very much have a good friday
It's a Fallon Friday.